Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Welcome back. I know it seems like we're a little bit early, but... We have a bonus episode that we felt like we had to do an extra episode to cover it all. What is this bonus episode shit? Are we going to start recording every week? No. think we, we were done with that idea. Yeah, we don't have time for that because we like to go out and party a little too much. Nobody has time for that nonsense. That's right. Well, some do. We just don't. <laughs> no, we actually just got back from a trip in Miami where the weather was nice and warm. The direct opposite of what we've been living through. Yes. So we felt like we needed a little, like I kept saying all weekend, a little sun kiss on my porcelain skin. Your little delicate. Which I got. White skin. Yes, you did. (laughs) I was wearing a tank top. Now it looks like I've got bra straps on my back. (laughs) So we're going to jump right into this, but let's start with some other news that going back to our topic of being outed as swingers. Let's elaborate on that a little more. Are you talking about your mom outing us? We'll we'll talk about that one here in a minute. Go ahead with the other story. (laughs) So we came home from a trip one time and our son decided him and his girlfriend would clean out the garage. And we had not thrown away our Cassidy cards from when we were reps. And so nosy little asses decided they would Google what Cassidy was. Which this happened some time ago. This was three months ago, I'm going to say. Yeah. It's been a while. And I would say about a month and a half after it happened, my daughter calls me and was like, Mom, your boy thinks that you guys are swingers and you're into orgies. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, he called me after cleaning your garage out and they Googled what these business cards were that had your guys' names and you guys have orgies. I feel left out. I don't think I've been in these orgies with you. Yeah, I have not either. So what did you tell them? Well... I had to not wrap my daughter out, but I had to go to my son and have a serious talk, which we do. I mean, we're always straightforward with him. And I just basically said, you know, we're promoters and we represent a lot of stuff and we party with a lot of people. Now, in 40 years, I have never been in an orgy. Now, you've done about everything else possible to womankind, but not an orgy. Well, I left all that out. That They don't need to know that. This is a need-to-know basis. (laughs) Ask the right questions, you get the right answers. Yes. You didn't ask that question. That's right. As long as they don't ask anything else. Would you tell them if they came up with something more elaborate, if they went to the next step? Said, are you and dad having sex with other people? Yeah, I probably would. I would at this point. Um, Just because, you know, they still live with us. They still see us going to parties and with these crazy outfits and everything like that. But with that said, if anyone else asks us family members, it's another damn business. Okay, so let's hit that one on the head. As we're going to talk about here, we went to Miami, and I was chatting with my mom that we were out there. I might have posted something on Facebook, but she started doing some digging, as nosy family and in-laws have been known to do, and she found out that there was a, she said a spring fling event in Miami, which she just kind of said, are y'all lifestyle, or swingers rather, And I just played it off. I said, what's that? And she's like, well, I'm going to take that at face value. I said, yeah, just do that. 
She said, well, as much as y'all run and go to Vegas and New Orleans, she said, I'm assuming y'all are either swingers or in a cult. So are we sacrificing any animals? Well, I personally think it's none of her business. Exactly. And I that's don't ask how her about it. her sex life. No, and that's how we choose to leave things with people. Yep. We keep missing all these big events. Well, I actually sent her a screenshot. I said, God, Mom, you're not even right. Spring fling is the next weekend. <laughs> Get your shit together. I think she was grasping at straws on that one, but I think they're on the right track. Well, she just needs to... Quit needing to know. Yep, exactly. Well, let's get back on track. So why did we go to Miami? Well, with our affiliation with George and Ann and the group, he brought a bunch of the Alt Playground podcasters out to Miami for a weekend to enjoy the yacht and see the sights of Miami. We are not ones to turn down a free trip anywhere, so we said hell to the yeah. Especially after the week we had before that when we were iced in and with no electricity in the cold house, living like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I would have taken Monterey, Mexico at that point, and I don't ever want to go back there. I just know it's warmer than here. Exactly. So we had a good time, all in all. It was an adventure, as you'll hear. This is kind of typical of our trips. I think bad luck follows me. Yes, you. We're definitely going to call this episode The Curse of the Flamingos. (laughs) Let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the flight out. Normally, I get patted down every time we go through TSA, and I kid you not, I literally could wear a swimsuit. I think you need to next time. Is there a law against it? I don't know. Let's look into it because I will get searched. My bags will go through. Like, for some reason, I look like I carry shit. You look like you're packing. I look like I'm packing. But this time, I went right through. I saw you go through. I'm like, this is going to be smooth. We couldn't believe it. We were like, what's happening? And then I I know we probably looked like suspicious after that because we were like confused. Now, I ended up getting patted down. And come to think of it, when you mentioned that, when you made it through, I started jumping up saying, yay, she made it through. (laughs) So then they were looking at me awful weird. I made it through the x-ray just fine. And the guy goes, sir, come here. We need to pat you down. And I'm like, I've got on an Under Armour long sleeve shirt. shirt. It's tight. You can see the little bumps on my nipples. It's that tight. (laughs) So he goes to pat me down, and I, I was a little irritated. I don't know what I could have been smuggling. It, it had to have been zip-tied to me pretty tight, but he goes to pat down my chest, and I said, oh, you wanted to see what a real man felt like, and you're looking at me going, don't do that shit. You're going to get us busted. He did giggle, though, because that was funny. Well, I wasn't being pissy towards him. I just thought it was amusing. I didn't give a shit. I didn't have anything. No, but it was just funny because I always, always get pat down and search, and then it's you. They're like, ma'am, we need to feel your boobs. Come here. You're like, are you serious? I, I'm, I kid you not. I've gone through tights and like yoga pants and a sports bra and I still get padded. I think we're going to wear those big bulky potato sack looking suits through there one time like the Oompa Loompas wear or something. They've that, got flamingo ones. We could wear those through there. I wonder. Big jumpsuits. I wonder what they would say. Say, come here. We need to pat you down. <laughs> we already know what's going to happen. So we made it through security. Everything was normal. We boarded on time. There's where it starts going bad. We boarded on time. Yes. Well, right before we boarded, we heard an over intercom. Uh, there will be a slight delay because of maintenance issues. So it was a pretty good sized plane. I think it was the 777, but it's a little bit wider. And the one of the scams they do is, do you want to sit with your wife? If so, it'll charge. It'll cost you more per seat. And we just said, ah, well, surely we'll be close. We were actually one seat over in the aisle, but I got stuck in the aisle. And when I went to find my seat, there was a very large athletic kid about where I was sitting. And sure enough, he was the guy next to me. Yeah, he was over six foot. Yeah, probably six broad. foot, 260. <laughs> a good sized guy. And his little tiny petite girlfriend was right in front of him. I would have switched with her, but I've been up there in the row with all the screaming babies. Yeah. Wouldn't have suited me very well. Usually I'm like, hey, these flights are going to be an hour or two. It's not going to be bad. But This one's three. And then we sat 
literally in the terminal for two hours. We, yes. They were doing maintenance that didn't get there quick enough. Then they fuel. were waiting on fuel that didn't get there quick enough. Then I think we missed our window for the takeoff. Yep. So two hours sitting there and in the seat, they made to, you sit down. Yeah. And to the point where uh, they gave us our snacks early. <laughs> Like you guys are probably starving. You've been sitting here a while. I watched a movie while we were sitting on the, we hadn't even moved and I had completely watched a movie. So we finally get kicked off and in the air. Everything seems to go fine there. Now the big guy that I was with, he falls asleep and he and I are both trying to be nice guys, but we're also trying to jockey for shoulder space there. Whatever, he had his head on your shoulder. By the time this flight was over, me and this big motherfucker were literally spooning. I should have just wrapped. All, I should have just wrapped my arms around him and got comfortable because it'd have been better. I know he was all up on you, like he was just with his head on your shoulders and just like all curled up next to you. Well, then he would rearrange and I would lay on top of him. It just we kind of switched for lack of better terms. <laughs> and what's funny is that the lady I was sitting next to, she was having a conversation with some man about when he was going to leave his wife or her. I couldn't help but read. Like I was like, oh my god, what is happening? So I was watching my movie and then like. Watching my corner, you know, out of the corner of my eye, like, oh my God. You nosy bitch. <laughs> I had to. I had to. At I least, at least it. my guy smelled good when I was spooning <laughs> up to him. That much was a plus. If he'd been a greasy, hairy guy, it'd been a little different story. <laughs> so we land in Miami hours late. We made it there, what, probably 11 p.m.? Yeah. Their time. And then it took a long time to get an Uber. Then the price went up like $30. Yeah, we hit the ground and I'd pull a quick Uber check and it's $15 for a three minute ride. By the time we got down to the Uber station, it had gone up to $35. Yeah. Now, I was like, we can just walk it. It shows to be three-minute drive, but I don't think we could have walked that. No, not at all. The 30 bucks was worth it. Yeah. So we get the hotel, check-in smooth. We get to our room. We had a beautiful room that was overlooking the bay. But it wasn't the right room. We didn't have a right balcony. I thought we didn't have a balcony at all. You had a big bay window. So we were a little irritated on that. And we thought we were going to be there hours earlier, and we'll grab a bite to eat. So we haven't ate. So we ordered pizza which was supposed to deliver. And now we ordered this pizza at 11:30 and kept thinking it'll be here, it'll be here. After an hour it didn't show up. We called, she said he's on the way. So we ordered pizza at 11:30 and it showed up at 1:20. Yeah, well, we had fallen asleep. Yeah, we were asleep and I get a phone call from somebody in Miami and I assume that was it. It was good though. The pizza was good, I will have to say. And you liked the wings. I didn't try them. It was delicious. It had been better two hours earlier. So at 1.30, we finally get done eating and everything because we scarfed that down. And then it's like, I'm really tired, but let's go take pictures. Yeah, out our window, you could see a big bridge going over to some of the islands. There. And these guys were fishing off of it. Now we got our first taste of how incredible the weather was in Miami. Again, this was what, two in the morning? Yep. And we're walking out there. You basically had on brawn panties and a little light cover-up. Yep. So we were going to take some good pictures. So we walked to the center of this drawbridge, and you kept saying, there's a guy up there in that drawbridge tower. And you're like, no, there's not. Well, I saw him move after a little while because he was watching you take pictures, which <laughs> I'm sure he was either jerking off or texting his friends as hotties out here naked on the bridge. I wonder how often he sees that. I don't know. Everybody was surprised we did the pictures. They said, where did you take those at? I said, right here out our window. Yeah. Our room was on, what, the 25th floor approximately? Yeah. So it had a beautiful view. and. I just said, hey, there's there's no traffic at this time of night. There's a couple guys out there fishing off the bridge. Not a big deal. But so we can get some killer pictures. And you, you did your thing and got some killer pictures. Yep. So then we got back to the hotel room. We did more pictures in the window. <laughs> and then after a bit, I was like, I'm really horny. And we kind of s- sat around for a minute. And I said, okay, let's go to bed. So we turned off the lights. And I'm like, okay, my boner is far too strong from watching you take these pictures. So you get went in the shower and rinsed off. While I was rinsing off, I come out of the shower. And you have the chair pushed against the window. 
which again, we're looking out into another condo. Yeah, there was apartments next to it. Now, here's the thing is that we were overlooking the bay and then towards the right, there was this condo with people in and out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll push this chair up there. We'll do it like that. Okay, you did not know that I had my freaking face plastered up against the window. I look like Miss Piggy with my nose all flared up. Every time you would like pound me from behind, I'd be like. Well, I come out of the shower. Again, she's got the chair pushed against the window, which is looking into the condos next to us. She's got this lamp, like a spotlight on us, and she's face down, ass up. I'm like, all right, Miss, <laughs> Miss Thing putting on a show. So I get down behind you and start going to town on you. I was thinking we're going to look at the view. We'll have sex while looking uh-huh. at the view. No, so let, let's let's just be honest. I'm eating your ass from behind, <laughs> and you're looking out at the windows across from us. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Were you watching somebody in particular, or are you just watching around? I was just looking because I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be people watching us. You know, like. Yeah, and I, I guarantee was, there was. Th- yeah, there was. Because <laughs> when we were kind of messing around in the window <laughs> earlier, they were going out to the balconies. Yep. You would see them in their living rooms, and then they'd walk out onto the balcony with the lights out where you couldn't see them, and then I would see them walk back. So I know they were watching. I bet that's kind of a frequent thing. I bet other people are putting on shows pretty regular. I bet that's a good apartment to have is what I'm saying. I wonder if they noticed my head was getting smashed up against the window. They probably didn't notice that. (laughs) Now I'm going to say, I put in a hell of an effort on you. You did. I'm glad you said that. I was expecting to hear crickets when I... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was someone behind me? No, No, kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I was like, I'm, I'm getting tired. I need to put it in. So I'm not sure if I got over 12 strokes because I was also like, I'm really fucking tired at this point. It was four in the morning. It was early. I was impressed. It worked at four in the morning and I could still get it up, but I was freaking tired. <laughs> so I'm sure the people are like, that was like a two pump chump over there. He didn't last long. <laughs> hey, it was good pussy. Don't slam my game. It was longer than that. But so we went to bed. Finally, got up early the next morning at what? 10 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, at the crack of noon. And you're all pissed. You're like, our day is like halfway over. Yeah, we thought we'd get up and do some sightseeing. But with that said, where we were at, was there was, there was not a lot of sightseeing to be done. We weren't South Beach or anything like that. No. So at this point, we're already starting to bounce some messages with people that are in the group. A couple of the podcasters we know that are in town. And they go to South Beach without us. Yeah, we kept trying to drop a hint and be like, oh, that sounds fun. We'd love to go. Come get us, motherfucker. Yeah, we didn't want to pay the $150 Uber ride over. So we ended up having to walk around, find somewhere to eat breakfast. Oh, we did find a killer place to eat, though. Yes. Now, one another thing about Miami that when we were walking around, that Will Smith song, Miami, he talks about $100,000 cars, everybody's got them. We saw more Ferraris and Lambos and McLarens than I've seen anywhere. And this is more than we see in Austin and Houston and these areas. Oh, yeah. And they were hauling ass through there. Yeah, the traffic down there is a whole other world. And they're like honking at you. Like, Texas drivers are crazy, but Miami drivers? Oh, shit. The other thing in addition to the cars is the bodies. My God, everybody down there is hot-bodied. I and saw, wearing nothing. And wearing nothing. I saw, saw more thong to thong thong thongs than I have seen at the men's club here in Dallas. Well, and there was, remember when we were walking out of the hotel, there was a pregnant chick in like a little tube top and thong with a cover up. And I was just like, you go, girl. Own that. <laughs> it, it is different. Like, so we talk about Austin being pretty liberal on what they wear there, but Miami's a whole other world. Yeah. Like I said, there were every shape and size in about anything you could think of that was basically the legal limit. Yep. Shirtless guys running around looking good, you know, girls wearing very little. It's a very physical and... They're all pretty much half naked all day long. Exactly. Which we kind of liked. It was nice eye candy. Now let's talk about the Bistro Cafe that we ended up going to for brunch. 
that was a highlight. We were kind of desperate for somewhere to eat and found that on Yelp. And, and had it was a an billion, amazing stumble upon. Had a billion good reviews. It took a little bit to get in and get service. They were balls to the wall crazy, but oh my God, the food and the drinks there were amazing. Yeah, definitely look them up if you guys get a chance. Check out these. These coffee drinks were mixology drinks. Yeah, we actually pulled them up on Instagram. Look them up on Instagram, Bistro Cafe of Miami. They were making mimosas that were... It had fresh fruit in them and ice cream. champagne and then little ice cream pops in them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, and then even the coffee, it had Nutella around the coffee cup. And it looked like nuts or peanut, nuts. Or peanut yeah. butter crunches or something. And then coffee in it. Then they would do like... A chocolate waffle with... Yes. Oh, my cream gosh. cheese. I almost want to go to Miami just for that place. Yeah, we were looking at the Instagram being like, we have got to go back to this place now that we know what to order. Now, after we stuffed our faces, we went back to the hotel we were wanting to go to a beach or something, but we ended up, I was like, let's just go to the pool and just chill. We had a good view of it, so we knew it was nice. Yeah. And so then we met up with um, some of our friends. Don and Sin of Kinky Frame of Mind. Yes. They had just got in not too long before that. And so they came down, hung out with us. We had some pool drinks and were people watching. Oh, yeah. Definitely people watching. <laughs> So that was also when I started reviewing my emails and found out that I needed a jacket for dinner and went into absolute panic mode. Yeah, because uh, finding you a jacket is not the easiest. Baby Gap doesn't quite fit me. (laughs) It doesn't cover all my manly curves. (laughs) So I was in panic mode. There were a couple malls, but even when we go to the malls here, I mean, I'll find one that's big enough in the shoulders, but looks like a circus tent through my midsection. Yep. So after a little bit of scrounging around, I actually messaged Brian and Brenna, our front porch, who was in town and said, hey, y'all have been here a week. Can you recommend anywhere to grab a suit jacket? And she texted me back and said, Brian's got one that would probably fit you. So after leaving Kinky Frame, we did an adventure through town to, to their hotel and picked up a suit jacket. Well, and what's crazy is that the Uber driver just dumped us out and goes, here's your destination. And we were looking around like, where the fuck is the hotel? It was like, remember, it was like marked like bank something. It wasn't even marked as a hotel. No, I guess it was an old bank they converted to a hotel. So everything was still vintage on the outside. But we're kind of knocking on doors saying, does anybody know where this hotel is? (laughs) But you got it. Got your jacket. So that problem was averted. So let's talk about our dinner that night. We had planned to go to cocktails Uh, Meet up with all the podcasters and everything like that for cocktails later that evening. So we thought we'd do a quick bite at the hotel. So we reached out to Kinky Frame and then... He said, I've met Adam from Naked Relationship. So they come down the lobby and are talking. And at one point, I'm like, who's that guy standing behind you? He goes, oh, that's Adam. I'm like, okay, I feel weird now. Thanks for the introduction. Well, what's funny is that... Uh, Adam's real... For him to be a podcaster, he is real quiet and a very dry sense of humor. So he might have just stood there the whole evening like <laughs> I knew him. with you, he yeah. would have. Yeah. Well, every time I talked to him, he'd give me a different name. He'd be like, hi, I'm William. Have I met you? And what was your name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. There you go. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm Elizabeth. He'd go, wait, that's your real name? And I'd be like, wait, yours is really William? <laughs> but so we go to the... We just decided to go to the hotel restaurant. The Catch. Yeah. Which... From here on, we will not recommend it. No. It literally took us two hours to get our food. There's five of us, and we ordered pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Now, the other thing is there were six other people there. There was a table yeah, of three. definitely less than ten. And another table that came in. So after a while, we were starving to death and needing to get up to our yacht club night. Yep. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but how far out is our dinner? And he goes, well, these three other people came in the exact same time as you. And I'm like... So you're only equipped to handle five people at a time? I mean, help me with the logistics of this. I know. Like, I was about to start 
helping. I was like, I can wait. Just let's do this. And then our food came right out. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yep. But everyone in the whole restaurant got their food at the same time. Yeah. All 10 of us. Yeah. I think they said, okay, all 10 orders are ready. Take them out instead of serving each table at a time. Yeah. So then we get an Uber. We all shared it. And it was a slow drive. Well, the thing was, we were all kind of in a localized area, and I think they put us in that location because of the pier or the dock that was next to it. But come to find out, the yacht that we are going to be on was too big to get in the pier. So we're in kind of an odd little elbow of Miami there, and the yacht club that we were going to was 45 minutes away. Now, none of us have vehicles, so it's an Uber or taxi ride up there. She was very slow, very slow. We finally get there, and then we couldn't figure out where we were going. (laughs) to get on the boat they were like go past these fishing boats and i am used to like fishing boats like bass boats yes like in my head is bass boats or pontoons so these fishing boats are still 60 footers yeah they're 15, like 60 footers deep sea fishing boats and so i'm like where the hell i was like those aren't fishing boats <laughs> so we finally found our host mr george and he took us out for our first little experience on the yacht and had some drinks and kind of got to know everybody out there. Yeah, just kind of chilled and hung out, chit-chatted about everything. Which was super fun. You know, kind of getting to isolate him and a couple of people away from the rest of the group and get some alone time. And we got to check out all the other yachts because at night they're all lit up and the ocean's lit up at night. You know, they'll have blue lights on the bottom. And so we kind of watched that. It was kind of like a light show. What was neat is next to us in this dock was the owner of the Houston Rockets new yacht. Which we were on a 110 footer, which is huge. We looked his up. It's 260 foot. Yep. I think, there's he, a, I think there was even a helicopter landing pad on the top of it. And he had a big screen on the back. He had TVs with the rockets like ev- plastered everywhere. Yeah, they were having a game that night. And one of the girls on our yacht said that he was trying to catch a taxi or something at the airport and was having to carry his own bags. And they're like, oh, you poor little billionaire. Have to carry your own luggage. <laughs> But he had a little watch party going on. Oh, yeah. It's interesting to see how some people live. There's more money in Miami if you've never been. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we finish up our dinner and head back for another Uber ride back to the city. Which was completely opposite. Yeah, we got there really slow on the way there, but really fast on the way back. I think it took us 20 minutes. I kid you not. Well, and on the way back, Mr. Adam has his mask on because you have to wear your mask in the Ubers. And he's like coughing. But he's like still talking. And the next thing we know, the Uber comes to her, stops, gets out, gets in the back, gets him a bottled water and gets it to him. Of course, I made a fun comment. I was like, what's the matter? You got a lot of cock in your mouth. What's happening up there? Are you saying that just because he's bi? No. Are, I was, are, you, are you being hate, I was spiteful? being a smart ass. Are you being snarky? I was being a smart ass. There, there was no meanness. I was just saying, let's get back to the hotel. And Well, this guy was pulling us over in a shady neighborhood. I, I wasn't paying attention. I thought we were fixing to get robbed or rolled or something. Yeah, it was a weird spot. Poor little Adam just needed water. <laughs> the other thing is we were laughing at is him and Adam and the driver were talking 100 miles per hour about cars and this and that. And the guy's like, yeah, I used to drive a S6 and this and that. And He's turned talking to Adam, and Adam's turned talking to him. The light turns green, and the guy's still talking. Adam's like, you can go on green. And Don from Kinky Frame looked back at me. He's like, did he just fucking say that? Yeah, he well, did. and then the next one, we ran a red light. Did you catch that? Well, so did the other five people with us. It was like, and I mean, like, I needed an old shit grip handle, like, above my head. We were just from one side to the next side, just. So, yeah, it was definitely opposite of the ride we had before. Luckily, we made it back to the hotel safely that night, and I think we were all expecting an early morning for the boat shenanigans and called it a night. So Saturday morning, 
It's boat day. We're going to have fun in the sun. So we decide we'll do a quick breakfast at the hotel. Go back to the curse of the flamingos and the emphasis on quick. So uh, Adam and Kelly come down and they're going to eat breakfast with us. Yeah, we ran into them. We ran into Brian and Brenna that happened to be milling around the hotel and they joined us. Yep. And so we all sit down. And order. And guess what? And wait. And wait. I think after waiting an hour, we thought it was going to be a quick breakfast. I shot a text up to Kinky Frame and said, hey, Brian and Brennan, or all of us are down here if you want to come join us, which they'd already ate, but they were wanting to meet Brian and Brennan and hung out with us for a bit. Yeah. And we started our breakfast at eight o'clock, like seriously. And it got to the point where I got up twice and went in and was like, where the fuck is our food? Where's our coffee? We need, you know, like. Oh, it took us 35 minutes to get coffee. And yeah. we, were we the only ones out there that morning? Yeah, that time we were. And then someone else came in. Remember, I kept walking in and I was just like, what the fuck? It was nonsense at the speed at which they were not taking care of us. So then we finally all get done. And then we're trying to rush because we have a deadline to get on the boat. So they all run upstairs, get their suits on. Luckily, we had already prepared. And so we walk down to where we're going to meet our yacht. Yeah, we were told it's a quick walk, which it wasn't bad. But then we had to walk literally across the highway. I have learned that when someone says it's a five minute walk. In Miami. In Miami, that's a 30 minute walk. It's probably best just to Uber. Yes. We spent more on Uber than we did on food and yeah. airlines. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's splitting Ubers with people. Yep. So we get to the dog park where we're supposed to meet our yacht. And we're on the wrong side of the dock or on the wrong side of the bay. Yep. So we have to walk around there with everybody. And we get there and the tender's waiting on us as well as a bunch of people out on the boat already. So the guy only had room for four people. Three people. Yeah. Something like that. So well, you're I'm, like. I'm going to say four because it, it took you, Sin, Kelly, and Adam. We and went ahead and stuck Adam out because he yep. was sunburned from the day before. So me and Don hung back and Tinder took you all out to the boat in the bay. Yep. Now, while we're sitting there, a bunch of the other podcasters came up and kind of started mingling and realized we we're all the same group. So the Tinder comes back. Now, as the Tinder pulls up the dock and about three of us hop on one of the Miami Dade police department, water patrol comes roaring in with sirens. Yeah. And he's like, y'all can't dock there. This is a private dock. And we're like, we're, we're already loaded up. We're just going right there. And he's like, I don't care. Get off the boat. So we kind of mill off the boat and he starts talking to the ship's captain. So the ship's captain calls George out on the yacht. And George says, I know the owner of the dock here in the bay. He said, come out here. I've got a written permission slip that we can load on this dock. So the guy goes and gets it, hands it to the water patrol, police, whatever you want to call it. And they're having some words back and forth. And the policeman's like, oh, I don't believe this. I'm going to call Miami-Dade. So he called Miami-Dade and Miami-Dade's like, we don't care who gave him permission. We're saying, no, you can't load there. So we're like, crap, we need to get on that boat. It would literally take us three seconds. So the captain says, okay, there's another bay, Epic Bay, down a mile from here. He's like, y'all can walk it or Uber it, but I will pick you up down there. Now, a little backstory on that. As we were walking off, a couple of the other podcasters, one of them said, oh, yeah, that's that's amusing. You see a bunch of black people standing on a dock and you think there's something wrong with that. With that said, though, there there, what, there had was. been there had been something wrong. It was because there was the summer before there was a rapper that did an unlicensed charter for a video for a video and it caught fire and burned down. And burned a bunch of people in the process. Yes. And so they, I'm going to say it, they were profiling. Yeah. But we're also told that it wasn't a minor issue when the boat caught on fire, that it caught people on fire and threw them in the bay. And what we're told is luckily it was a party, party islands area. So other yachts were coming and fishing people out of the water before anybody died. But still a shitty deal. We would have been on that boat in three minutes and been gone if the 
cop had just shut the hell up. Now, one of the guys that in the group said, well, where the hell, you know, where are we supposed to load up at? And the cop literally stuck his arms up, said, not my problem. Y'all just get, have to get the hell out of here. So Miami Police Department, we have respect for law enforcement and first responders, but those dudes were pricks. Yeah, that, he was a jerk. And that was not the only incident we had with him over the weekend. Nope. Unfortunately. So a bunch of us take this five-minute walk, which was a 15-minute Uber ride deeper within the city, and finally got loaded up and finally made it out to the yacht. We got, we got separated. There was, I think, uh, eight of us. And everyone that got on the boat was soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like two drinks in now. I'm one drink in at that point. <laughs> so we made it to the yacht. Everything's good. We're out to sea finally. Which is to take a minute. Let's talk about the yacht real quick. Because that was the whole purpose of us being there. Well, give the little down. I know you're a yachty yourself. So yes. talk about this bad boy. On the back, uh, when you first come on to the stern, there is a sitting area with the wet bar inside and then you walk into a formal sitting area and dining room and then in the front of that not quite to the bow but towards the bow there's a kitchen that was really nice size and everything you go upstairs now i wanted to hop in again this is a 110 foot yacht if you're familiar with these trailer rigs tractor trailers rolling down the highway your trailer is 50 foot so imagine two of those stacked end to end it's a big boat yes Upstairs was where we hung out most of the time. There was a sun deck area that you could sit. We ate up there. Uh, downstairs, underneath the, at the very bottom, there was three rooms. I don't know. We kind of quickly walked through there. Yeah, they had guests on there. Some of yeah, George staying. and Anne's friends were staying on the boat, so we didn't want to be digging through people's stuff. Yeah, but it looked like... Uh, but you did anyway. I, well, I opened the doors to look. What would you, what would you do if somebody's fucking in there when you're nosing around? I would have just said... Well, just checking the rooms out and walked off. You know me, but slept for at least down there. So, and they were nice. They were actually nice sized rooms. I was kind of surprised. And then at the front at the bow has the actual staff rooms, which I did not check out. Anyway, if any of y'all are fans of Bravo's Below Deck, it's similar to that. Now, this boat is available for charter, private charters through Luxury Lifestyle Charters. And I would definitely check it out because I think that we kind of. I, off the top of my head, I don't know the numbers, but if you wanted a more intimate weekend experience or something, then go into a resort with some of your friends or close friends. This would be the thing because you have a wait staff and you get the sun, you get the water and you get your own boat. So check it out. Definitely. We were told it's similar to renting the premier villas at Temptations or some of those. So basically if you have six to eight people, it'd be pretty affordable. Or if you got really deep pockets, just rent it for yourself for the weekend. Yeah, that would be fun. Sugar Mama, why don't you make that for my next birthday? <laughs> so the people from Jet Surf brought out their jet propulsed surfboards. What would you call those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those things were badass. Yeah. The the water was a little too choppy, but it was really cool to watch. They were both badasses on those. Yeah. So basically what it is, it's like a little boogie board with an internal motor. And you basically stand up and hold onto a leash and run that bad boy around. Yep. They would, they would scoot, too. Yeah, they were cruising. George did it a little bit. His wife, Ann, got up there and had a pretty good little wipeout and about ripped her little crotch area loose. <laughs> she had a pretty good little biff on it. But I was asking George if that thing was pretty powerful, and he's like, yeah. He's like, it it takes off, and you need to be holding on to it, or you're gonna be <laughs> it's gonna 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 going to be roadkill, and it's going it's to drag you around behind it. Yeah. Now, that's one thing about the luxury lifestyle charters. As this thing grows, is they're adding your water toys they had the little tender they could take you to the islands on. They will probably have some of the jet surfs. I think they had a pool on order, which didn't make it in time for us to use, but one of yeah, those big oceanic pools that they spread out so the jellyfish and sharks and that shit don't eat you. 
Yep. And I think they're always continuing to add to change it up, you know, to stay with the new stuff that's happening. So another nice thing that George and the group set up for us is we had a photographer from National Geographic, of all people, out there with us. Yeah. When he first said that, I was like, wait a minute. What kind of pictures are we taking? I'm kind of disappointed. We really didn't take advantage of that. Again, no. we had a super photographer. We took some pictures of our own. Yep. We went up to the bow. You might have seen took, on Twitter. Yeah. We went up to the bow and took some. Which we're out in a bunch of mega yachts, so it's kind of hard to get privacy. Yeah. The other thing about this is we were told this was a PG gathering. Because there was, granted, lifestyle podcasters, but also some vanilla-ish guests of his. Yeah, and the staff was all vanilla. Yeah. I'm sure they've probably seen some things over the week or that Saturday that they'll, yep. they'll tell their kids about one day. <laughs> now, let's do a quick rundown of the podcasts that were with us. We didn't haven't mentioned them yet. I talked to every single one of them, but I'm going to let you say the list so I do not mess up their names. <laughs> you bet. And, and it was a small enough group that it was manageable. We had time to talk to everybody yes. pretty equally. Just a quick lowdown of who was there. We had us, Kinky Frame of Mind, The Naked Relationship, Black and Kinky, Bedroom Bliss, Sweet Life, Monogamish Podcast, Unicorn Diaries, and Kitty from Loving Without Boundaries. So it was a very diversified group of people. Yes. As well as uh, styles and that's what I was thinking. I was kind of just looking back. I, I don't think any of us podcasts are the same or even our play style is the same. Like we were all different because I know that like we are same couple, same bedroom swingers. And here's the other deal. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much vanilla. Can you say vanilla swingers? No. There's, well, we don't have any real big niche that we no, feel. But other, they, other were than, all, they were all just like amazed at how we swing like how plain, we play with people plain. they're like how do you get a four-way connection and this and that and they just it, w- it blew their mind you know well we sort through a bunch of applicants until we find the one that fits and yeah falls into our i will choices. say chatting with everyone i did find it very weird to be able to talk about our podcast because that is something that we do not lead with oh we're podcast people or this or that we, we'll be like yeah we have a podcast we want you to listen to it we enjoy it but that's not who we don't identify as first thing as a podcaster and so it was weird when they were like what's your name of your podcast what and I'd be like oh yeah I, I can talk about this you know that's why we're here to talk with everyone and to get different opinions and stories so it, it was really interesting talking to everyone you have any good stories that you can remember well, I think we can't really talk about every conversation we had with every podcaster. We we did get plenty of time to mingle, and I think you and I split and went our separate ways a lot. And I, I remember a couple of times I had to look and be like, where's Kimmy? Again, I'm not worried what you're doing, but you're notorious for jumping off bridges, docks, boats. You're, you're notorious for jumping off things into the water. So more than anything, <laughs> yeah. I was just making sure that you hadn't done that yet. But back to the conversations. One conversation that I had was with Jen from Monogamish was really interesting. One thing that we have a tendency to do is cornhole ourselves into basically just the swinger idea. But when we start talking to people of varied backgrounds, as well as nationalities, it, it becomes very apparent. We're very different, but very similar in a lot of things. She identifies as a queer woman. Uh, she was Jamaican. She had that cute little Jamaica mon that she said she has to downplay on her accent, which I, I adored. I was just listening to her talk the whole time. Being from Texas, it's a different accent than what we're used to. But she was talking about the troubles she has as a queer woman in a poly scene being African-American, which, again, when we start talking about some of these differences, that's stuff that never even occurs to me. 
And, you know, yeah. I, was, I was asking her about how it was. And I kept saying the swinger scene in Miami. She kept saying, I'm not a swinger. I'm into poly. I'm into other relationships. So I had to back myself up and say, okay, I, I think in a swinger mindset, you know, her just talking about some of the uh, fetishism that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. you know, she will meet a, I guess, a woman or a couple. And at one point, one of them will say, oh, I've been really wanting some black pussy. And she said, I literally just say slam on the brakes because uh, I'm done dealing with you. Yep. So that's, that's stuff that you and I as Caucasian hetero swingers never even think about. No, it was just getting the different points of view from everyone was so interesting because, you know, we know what we struggle with, you know, like the, the four way connection sometimes. Yeah. And as in our last episode, you know, some little bickers, but yep. there, there's, uh, there's other problems and what we have to deal with that are very unique. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any noteworthy conversations? Well, we had a, a group kind of sitting on the sun deck talking and somehow we were we brought up orgies. Oh, I, oh, I know what it is. I was telling the story about our son. Business cards. The business oh, cards. Wow. And in this group, Bomber from Black and Kinky was sitting there, and he goes, "Well, isn't an orgy for people?" And I was like, "No." What is our consideration on orgy? What is it, what's the number? I say six or more. What do you say? I would say five. Five. Well, masturbation, couple, threesome, foursome, so five. Well, see, I say six or more because yeah. I do couples, okay. you know. And so it was interesting because he he was talking about how they do orgies or how, you know. And to me, when I think orgy, I just think free for all. And I've said this before. And is that not how they did it? No. A lot of people say that it's respectful, that you can turn people down in an orgy, which just blows my mind because I would be like, oh, I feel bad. I don't want to tell that person no. I was going to ask you that because that's always our worry on the, on the ones we've been invited to is – We'll, we will like three out of the six couples and be like, I just don't want to be around these yeah. other three. Yeah. No, they say that it's, and he was saying how it's very respectful. And so then because we use condoms, I'm like, I want to know details. I'm like, well, what do you do about condoms? And he's like, we stop, you wipe off, you put a new one on. And I, and I was like, that's not at all what I had in my head. I'm thinking this is all a free for all gangbang kind of thing, you know, where It's not as spontaneous as what you would think it sounds like. And the more and more that I talk to people that are actually do orgy parties, I'm like, oh, this is very similar to what we do, I guess. Well, I'm going to say out of the group that was there, it could have been an orgy if it wasn't so PG. Yeah. Now, I actually brought my Flamingo Floaties jockstrap because Mr. George had commented on my leopard jockstrap on one of our pictures online. (laughs) So I was going to harass his ass, but I didn't get to, but it was very PG, so... Damn, I was kind of embarrassed. Even the shorts I had were borderline P, you know, not PG. Well, and I was the only one in a G string. I was like, um. we didn't get the memo how PG this was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was hella fun though. It was fun hanging out with everybody and drinking. The lunch was amazing. They really catered to us. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Definitely. They, they, they went did a good above job. and beyond. This was an amazing trip for something that you know we just we promote some of his stuff and podcast on the site. So above and beyond. That's all I can say about that. Now, his vanilla guests were pretty interesting. You have to wonder what was going through their minds during all this. He brought one of his advertising guys, which him and his wife were amazing. I ended up actually sitting by them at dinner. They were super fun to talk with. Kat from APG, she's had some experience in it, but still kind of a little borderline on vanilla. I think that his guests were open-minded, I guess you could say. So they weren't in shell shock that they're on there with a bunch of podcasters talking about sex. (laughs) I think if you're sexually open, you can learn a lot. But, oh, yeah. I, you know, I think if we were to take someone from the Baptist church, they would have probably jumped ship and swam back to shore. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I was so interested in a lot of the conversations, the sugar daddy and just everything. Like, I was But just, you didn't get all the good details from her. You're no. going to you're gonna have to do a girls yep. episode with her. I, I mean, just talking with everyone, I got such good conversations. Well, let me touch on one more thing before we move on. I got a new title over the weekend. Yeah, I didn't tell it to you on purpose. Yes, yes, yes. He, he told me. Now, Mr. Adam and Kelly from Naked Relationship labeled me a DILF. I'm trying not to give you a big head. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> D- don't don't steal my thunder, lady. Let me sit here and ad- admire my dilfishness for a minute. All right, don't, that's don't, long enough. Don't talk yet. I'm still I'm still letting my big head swell. Uh-huh. Don't don't be a hater. Hey, it's not all about you for a change. Fuck off. <laughs> he, they you get me, enough of this. They told me that and I was like, one ear and out the other. Do not even Don't tell him that. <laughs> Yeah, he told me, he's like, we we labeled you a deal. I'm like, okay, thanks. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Unless you get me a crown, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Those guys were hilarious, though. So. Oh, yeah. So, again, pretty fun day at sea. I think they're eight hours in. Everybody's getting a little sunbaked and ready to head back. Yeah, I definitely got red. I'll, I'll admit my chest got red, but I wanted it to. I felt weird for once. I was the only shirtless guy out there. Yeah, I know. How did that happen? That's That's rare, though. I think yeah. I just wanted some damn sun. Yeah, that's you know? it. We just, we'd been cold for so long. We needed some sun. We needed some vitamin D. But now when we go back in to dock. The curse of the flamingos came with them. So somehow, as we were making our way back to shore, and we were getting within 20 minutes of the dock, you and I went downstairs, and I think we're changing and drying off and hanging on hanging out in the lounge area and some of the couches. And all at once, we're like, man, it kind of feels like we're not moving. And we could no, hear that. I, I felt this like bump, and I was like, uh, I know what that bump's like. Well, we could feel the side thrusters trying to push us. And I'm like, why is he moving sideways out here in the water? We look out the window and there's literally a person looking in the window of the yacht. Yeah, standing. Yeah, standing. standing. So she's and like, not even waist deep. Like she, her, her ass was out of the water. So our first thought is, how the hell is somebody in deep enough water to be standing next to the yacht? Well, the yacht was not in deep enough water. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that happen? Well, if we would have been two feet over, we were it, we would have been in the, I'm going to call it the, the right the away, channel, the, the channel. channel. Yeah. But because of the boat that had people standing outside of it, we had to scoot over and we beached. Yeah. For some reason, the captain gave right away to a smaller boat. And when he did, he got yep. stuck on a, a little sand, sand drift. Yeah. After unloading half. The- <laughs> yeah. So they take half the guests. They said, okay, we're going to boat y'all up to the dock via the tender and then they'll pull the yacht out later yeah we might have to tow it out because you just don't know so we they no sooner got what eight or ten people on the yacht george and a couple other guests and they they finally broke the yacht loose yep they rocked it back That's enough super rocked lucky. it rocked it back enough we got it at one point we're like can we push can we just get out and start pushing on this thing which how many ton is that oh yeah we wanted to we want to make a dent in it but the tenders ahead of us we get the yacht loose we noticed the miami-dade police department <laughs> chasing down the tender so we cruise by the tender full of guests <laughs> and like, look, our friends are getting arrested, you know, just joking. And the Miami Dade's already boarded theirs and you can see them hold, you can see them holding fire extinguishers and life jackets. So the yacht goes on to the dock. Well, and our first thought was, oh my God, how much of it has everyone had to drink? But no one was drunk, sloppy drunk, nothing. I drank one of their bottles of Crown. They may not ask me back. Apparently the Texans drank more than anyone. Because that's what I was at one point. I was like, I'm the only one really drinking here. Hey, Texas people, we represented. <laughs> You'd be proud of us. They dock this big 100-foot yacht and look out there. And I would say an hour and a half 
Yeah. The Miami-Dade Water Patrol had this tender locked up and going through the routes. But when they get back in, they, you know, we asked George what happened. He said, well, they, they did an inspection. They were wanting to make an example that, hey, we yeah, are looking at people. because we're in the middle of yeah. traffic rush hour is what it well, was. There's, there's dipshits, you know, coming in on, you know, coming against the boat in traffic, you know, doing 80 across the water. You know, this tender is just pecking along. Well, and that's what's crazy is that anyone that knows water, you have 50 to 100 foot that you're supposed to stay away from everyone else. Well, the people in Miami, it was literally two foot. Yeah, if you could clear the sides of the boat, you're good. Yes. And I mean, they were hauling ass and I just, oh my God, it was so scary. So they made an example out of our boat twice. It was funny. I was asking George what it was about. And he said, you know, they were doing this inspection, that inspection. And he said, I didn't have my wallet. And the guy goes, okay, where's your wallet? He said, it's on my boat. And he said, okay, where's this boat? And he said, it's that big one that's driving by behind you right now. (laughs) And all of us are waving, hey, George, what's up? (laughs) I looked around, I was like... Mr. Flamingo's not on this boat, is it? That's his luck. Oh, yeah. You don't need me asking of the <laughs> Miami-Dade guy if he wants to feel a real man. Well, and you're, you're like, thank God Miss Flamingo's not on there because I would be you're like... intoxicated. I'd be like, motherfucker, I was not intoxicated. Okay. okay, we'll get to that in a minute. We take another Uber ride back, which we were pretty sunbaked. Now, one thing about being a bald guy is I get a little cooked in the sun for too long, even if I'm sunscreened and covered up. So on our Uber ride back, I closed my eyes which I wasn't really sick, wasn't really drunk. It just, my eyes were hurting at that point from the sun. And I think you closed your eyes as well too, I right? I couldn't close my eyes. I got oh. sick. Okay. Like I was... I remember at one point you were kind of putting your head on me and I was yeah. like, okay, this isn't a good sign. I was like, I'm fixing to throw up. We got to hurry and get there. And it was 30 miles per hour the whole way. Oh, we did finally make it back. We got up to the room and I was like... I was asking for my room key because you're like, okay, unlock the door. Well, you were sick at that point. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was hungover sick or sun sick. I said, you have the key, you have our travel bag. So you go to dig in your bag and you literally butt plant right there in the hallway. Yeah, I just sat down. And I'm like, oh, she's in bad shape. So I get the hotel room door open and first thing you do is go to the sink. Well, that's what I was like. Well, I'll just make myself throw up because we've got to go to dinner. You know, when you drink too much, you can throw up and then you'll be good. So that's what I was like. Oh, I'll do that because here's the thing. I know my chest was red and everyone kept saying I was sunbaked, but I did not feel hot. I have been a lifeguard. I have grew up on the lakes. You know, I outside, I know, and I was not too hot. So then I was like, well, maybe it's just the alcohol kind of, even though I didn't drink a lot, you know, maybe that's kicking in. So I was like, I'll just make myself throw up, but I couldn't even do that. With all that said, I did have COVID. And so that's what I'm thinking. And I think that it affected me. You can roll your eyes all you want, but I had issues. So I got to be a bluefish or a single male at dinner. Which is fine. I let you do it that night. That's how sick I was. You're like, yeah, go on without me. Nope. Yep. I'm jealous about this. Yeah, you got naked and got in bed. So I show up in a couple of groups there, and I joined George and some of them at their table, and you missed a good dinner. I'm all butthurt. This restaurant was pretty amazing. I think it was on like the 38th floor or something. They're back where we docked up at earlier. Do I even need to tell you what we had for dinner? No, I don't want to hear it. Mm, Big seafood platter or shellfish platter for appetizers. Yep. I'm being pissed. Big sirloin steaks or ribeyes, some salmon. Move on, move on. Again, it was an amazing dinner. They went above and beyond what they did for us. The company was amazing. I got to hang out with Miss Jen with her Jamaica Mon accent again, and she left a little bit early, so I was talking with Kitty from Loving Without Boundaries. Funny thing is she and I have a lot in common. She's big into old cars, rockabilly music, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Some some of our similarities were pretty neat. I know. She was going to dress up in the pinup outfit, and I missed it. We had talked about it on the boat. That's kind of what got us started. That you could. She said, "I can't do the hair." I said, well, "Kimmy does the hair, amazing." 
on that stuff. And we started talking pin up and just ran with it from there. Yep. You did get a lot of compliments on your borrowed jacket. Yes, I did. Everybody and their dog was going on about how great I looked in Brian's jacket. <laughs> I made the joke online that I'm either going to have to go on a mandate with him and he's going to have to help me shop or I'm going to have to hire him as a stylist because the dude knows his shit. <laughs> But you tried calling me and I didn't even wake up. I was out. When dinner was over, we all got downstairs and said, hey, we're a bunch of young people in Miami. Let's look at doing something. But by the time dinner was over, it was literally midnight. So just I think we called it a night. You could have hung out all night and I wouldn't have known. Let me put it that way. I didn't even notice the cheesecake next to the bed. You're a little bit more chipper when I came in. I think you kind of cleared some of it out of your system or cooled off a little bit but everybody's like yeah she was throwing down drinks pretty hard i'm like no not hard enough to be as sick as she was i was doing vodka water i didn't really have a lot it just looked like it (laughs) they don't know how hard you can drink yeah so if you're still with us we're getting the tail end of all this story and all the fiascos and shenanigans it's not over yet though so the next morning we're checking out and we see kinky frame they had been to breakfast at the catch and they said without us it literally took 35 minutes And they said there was more people. So maybe your screaming at the managers did some good. Yeah, hopefully. You'll show them how to run an operation there. That's right. We're not on Miami time. That's right. (laughs) I'm used to Dallas time. So one thing I wanted to bring up while we were waiting on our Uber and having a coffee before the airport, there was a pretty attractive couple downstairs in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I know you saw me checking her out. She looked like a little muscled ballerina and he was tall, broad shouldered and... I know we both were just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, she walked out. we're leaving. Yeah, she walked out and I was checking her out. And I think when he was walking out, he was checking you out. He did. He yep. did. I, I saw I it. And nice. I was like, what? Yep. You said, man, they look like a nice couple. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what you're meaning to say is we'd fuck the living hell out of them. Where were they two days ago when we were needing a date? Exactly. I think that's kind of the only downfall of this trip. We're never going to undersell a free trip like that. Just with a lack of schedule. We could have lined up some dates. We had people hitting us up on Twitter saying, hey, are you in our town or do you want to meet up? Yeah, but we weren't sure exactly what the schedule was going to be, like how our time frames were going to be. So we we didn't want to set up a date. And also when somebody pays the money to bring us out there and has stuff scheduled, we damn sure want to be on time. Last thing we want to do is skip out on a dinner that they have planned for us. Exactly. (laughs) Ma'am. Which I hate it. (laughs) I'm not going to let you live that one down. Oh my gosh. I'm so upset that I missed it. Did I tell you how good my ribeye was? Shut up. Oh my God. In the salad dressing. Shut the fuck up. La, 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 la. I'm going to have to take you to the lodge tonight to make up for it. (sighs) Okay. So the end of the Curse of the Flamingos. It's still not over. Still not over. We're, We're still alive, but barely. So we get on our flight. It pushes off on time. We think everything's good. Three-hour flight, about an hour from home. Well, we know we're an hour and a half away from landing. Well, you were watching the flight. The pattern. GPS thing, yeah. yeah. So we're watching the GPS. We showed it be an hour and a half out. And the captain comes on and says, okay, everybody prepare for landing. And I'm like, are we landing in Longview, Texas? I know. Or? I was like, we're in Louisiana still. Yeah, we're not anywhere near Dallas. So we start circling Longview. Apparently, there was a flight issues. Now, it was a smooth flight up until that point, but when we started making the 20-minute loop around Longview, Texas, which if you've been to Longview, there's nothing there. So the turbulence was scary. We had some rough turbulence there. Yeah. We boarded last because I didn't sign us in on time. We were on the very last seat of the plane. Back behind us is the male stewardesses yep. and the galley or whatever you call that. So as we're circling, we hear something that literally sounds like something kicking the floor under us. And we thought maybe they dropped a tray or something behind us. And it happened two or three more times. Now, at this point, we're dealing with turbulence. And they're saying that we might be rerouted to Tulsa. Yeah, we, we, we overheard them say that. It wasn't that they came on. So we're like, okay, something's going wrong here. And there's something banging under our floorboards. 
So the male stewardess kind of start freaking out. Rightfully so, because this is their job. And one of them says, that's not right. Something's going wrong under us. And one of them said, I think we hit a bird. And the other's like, we're at 35,000 foot. A bird would freeze to death before we'd hit a bird. The girl in the seat across from us in the back starts having a little freak out. And she snaps her fingers and tells her boyfriend, you need to tell him to shut the fuck up. I'm scared. They're scaring me. Which it, it was a little unnerving, but... Well, the other deal is they had like, I'd swear they had both captains come back. They did. Well, see, and that's what, after the first one, they were like, uh, do we call the captain? And the one was like, no, let's just wait. And then the second time it happened, they were on the phone calling the captain when that chick started in that they were scaring her and how it wasn't appropriate to scare her. That's when I was like, fucking put your headphones on, motherfucker. Like I was getting pissy. So they had five or six people under there trying to figure out what was banging around under the floorboards. Yep. Uh, we ended up landing. Everything was fine. Again, we were at the very last seat of the plane, so we weren't in a hurry to get off the plane. We made it back. That was all we were worried about. As everybody was onboarding, we kind of watched this girl. And sure as shit, she goes up to the head stewardess and the captain and was like, which one thing we found is she was doing her snapping. Apparently you don't snap to gay Latino males. Because she's like, chop, chop, chop. And they're back like, oh, no, this bitch did not. You do not snap at me, homegirl. So we're like, oh, God, this is going to get ugly. So she goes up to the stewardess and the captain and said that they were cussing, laying it on thick. They were cussing and told me to sit down and all this crap. So we kind of hang back. Now, as we've mentioned before, we don't deal with bullshit. So as soon as she got off the plane, we caught the captain stewardess as well and said, look, you're Guys were getting a little dramatic, and it was slightly unnerving, but they were not cussing her. It didn't look like that scene off airplane, so they no, said, yeah. I said, if anything, she was in the wrong because they were trying to do their job. They yeah. were trying to notify what was happening. Yeah, if the freaking uh, back of the plane's blowing loose, I would like them to inform to start landing or something. If so our landing gear doesn't come out, yeah. they need to tell the pilot. If tail fin blows off the plane, please let them know about it. <laughs> yeah. So, But, yeah, they were doing their job, but she was being a little drama queen. She'd been a whiny bitch. And this chief stewardess of the captain lady was like, oh, thank you for telling us. We, I said, we just don't want somebody to get written up or fired for some crap that they did not do. You know, they, they could have handled it different what's, and been a little more discreet. And but, what's funny is her boyfriend walked out. He was like, I'm not staying here for this. Yeah. That's one of those relationships. That guy's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Must be all the time kind of deal. So made it back to Dallas safely. And here we are to tell about it. So we had a good trip all in all, even though we had a few bumps, literally few bumps. <laughs> Which we'd like to give a shout out and a thanks to George and Ann, the founders of the group. And they also host Just for Dinner. Make sure you check that out. And thanks to all the other podcasters we met and had a wonderful weekend with. Now, let's go Flamingo.